What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome to Follow the Leader Sports Podcast. And we gonna talk some Eagles, man. I've been on my mind this morning, some NFL, some back and forth. So we're gonna get to that. Now, first, um, I want to talk about some NFL topics. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, is he the best running back in football? That is crazy. That is crazy. A little bit. It's not as far crazy as the only reason I kind of come out with the crazy notion, I'm not going to say crazy. That was a vulgar word. That was a vulgar word, man. I can't say crazy. Now, for this topic, that was vulgar. But, um, Saquon Barkley had a, a year in football as a rookie with the New York Giants. Of all teams. I mean, I think to compare, I used to... You know, I got to start realizing my words and saying different things. You know. Um, so I've been working on it. And I feel like I was more on, he's not Barry Sanders. No, he's not. I mean, he's a little bit bigger. That's why I said, he's just a little different runner. Like, Barry, the way he shook people was different. But Barkley has some of those feet, man. He does. He has some of those feet. But where I do compare him to Barry is that playing with a bad team, he can still just be elite. That's a little bit different, man. I mean, you, there aren't too many players you've seen do that. Not even, I don't, I don't even think Calvin Johnson would, maybe I can put him there. But people like Barry Sanders, stuff like, like Mitch Richmond when he played for the Sacramento Kings. All them years he was making the all-star team in the NBA, you know. Um, you got certain guys that just... To stand out. They just stand out, man. And Barkley is different, man. I mean, I people doubted him coming out of college. Yeah, they did to me. I mean, there was times when Mike Dreads, when he was like number 13, and I said, can the Eagles possibly get Barkley and make everybody look dumb and stupid? <laughs> say, is this possible? But, hey, it's too many good eyes and writers in football. And talents like that are just bar none. Wherever you want, that's some, you got one, two talents. Not even one, two, three talents. One, two. It's, that means there's only one guy that ends up being over this person. So basically that person is a number one prospect. And that's who Barkley was. And they were saying, no, don't spend money on him. You know, Baker Mayfield's number one, which is he's a good quarterback. Baker Mayfield was a beast. I think a lot of people downed him. He he eventually ended up shooting up to number one on surprising people. It was just crazy. I was like, yo, people was down in Baker. I was like, what's wrong with these people? But Barkley was the number one player in college football. You know how, I mean, you had to play a whole, like, his last year, he just needed more people to take the pressure off of him. I think, you know, Saquon Barkley, people playing just for him. I mean, you look at how Zeke was at Ohio State. That's how he was. Gurley was at Georgia. But Barkley was an even bigger monster than that. He was something different. He was something different. And he proved it his first year. More than proved it. And I still can't see how... Ezekiel can say he's the best running back in football. You know why I excuse that? Because Barkley is a rookie. And people don't only really give rookie the title of best yet. 
So I'm a little, I, I, I can fall back on that. I can fall back on that. That can be an OG call. All the sports analysts like, look, he was only a rookie. But, man, did this man not meet the previous expectations? He did. Okay, and Jared Goff with the $110 million, I, I was um, <laughs> having a debate with a guy on Twitter, and I put it like this. He was like, Golf did this and golf did that. Long story short, did you see the Kansas City and Viking game? I'm like, brother, golf is not a wince. You look at that MVP season and you compare any season of anybody's and you look and you realize that Wentz is a different type of player. It's like I said with Barkley. I mean, some guys are just different. And I love when that quote start coming out about players, athletes, period. He's just different. I mean, the things he did with the ball in his hand, how he made plays, plays that he made. He's tougher. That's the extra part besides talented. I mean, so, I mean, the Rams can do that. I think you do what you feel as a franchise, but to feel if I feel he deserve it, everybody deserves to get paid. I'm not going to be a hater like that no more. That's being a hater. What I am going to say, I'm talking about as far as a ranking perspective, this is all I'm talking about. No, I, I would never say don't give that man that money. That that right there is not in my blood. Like, I, And I, had to, I told you I had to reshape myself. I say some things that I don't really mean to come out to other people. No, give him that money. If we on that aspect, his, his family, that's taken away from a whole person purse. No, whatever money somebody is getting, give it to them. If they are earning it or if you feel like, if you want to give it to them, I won't let me stand here before I walk past. Okay, let that transaction happen. People need great blessings. People been playing hard, give them that money. Now, as far as a ranking perspective, no, I don't think he's a. If you, if you, if you, we're talking about the most guaranteed money of all time, do I feel like he deserves that money? Heck yeah, everybody deserves what they get. But do I feel like he's a Carson Wentz? No, no, he don't deserve the criteria of a Carson Wentz criteria. That's where that rating comes in. Hey, you say what you want, golf family. Ah, oh, cuss, cuss me out right now. They hear, cuss me out. Go ahead. You got the right to. That's your family. That's your peoples. Do it. But no, it's not that. Now, I wanted to start off by saying that the Philadelphia quarterback room is here. I mean, there's nothing you can say. You look at Carson Wentz last year. Um, he obviously played with some uncomfortableness in his back, something nobody knew about after the other injury. It wasn't, it wasn't a reoccurring injury, so that's the great thing. You know, and and looking at how he got took out of the game and to the point where he wasn't hurt during the game, he didn't look limping or nothing, is that they shut him down. The reason why Carson Wentz, the, the, I think he would have played. I don't think his back hurt to the point where he couldn't play. It just affected his throwing, affected his way of playing. Now, why was he set down? We were out of the playoffs. We could get back in it. Foles helped us get back in it. Foles was a good guy. You're trying to trade him. So you're trying to put him out there and try to win with Foles. And then you just let Wentz chill out. That's all it was. Everybody could say what they want. That's what it was. 
Talk about he's hurt. Philly took him out. He didn't get took out the game. So he's back. He's 100%. The plan worked. And here we go. We didn't get to trade Foles, though. That was the other part. We, 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 he had to, we let him go. Let him get his contract with Jacksonville. Josh McCown was a blessing in disguise. I think God is building this team again. I mean, you go and you get a guy. Sudfield all of a sudden gets hurt in the preseason. He's looking good, though. But, you know, he's an experienced. And, you know, Josh McCown, you get a guy who has done it. I just don't know what to say. How lucky Philly could have got. Philly got super lucky to me. You get a guy who can um, establish a passing game and win games and win the Super Bowl. People don't understand what football really means and sports really means. Josh McCown can win a Super Bowl. A winning quarterback, a guy who's a winning quarterback or a good or decent quarterback in the right offense can win. You know why it was great for easy for Nick Foles? You know why it was better for Nick Foles to win? Nick Foles could have won that game without the weapons they had, right? I think he has good talent, but it would have been a, a lower chance, 50 to 40%, 30% even, without the weapons Philadelphia had and the coaches. Not saying Nick Foles is a good coach, but if you put the good system around a quarterback and you put the players in place, and even last year he was throwing to Zach Ertz and Alshon Effort. No matter what Alshon, mistakes happen. Julio Jones got guarded by Mills, and they messed up the playoffs. Listen, what happened, and they made it good for Philadelphia to go on and win the Super Bowl. What happened is you get a quarterback and you give him weapons. That's it. Philly had weapons. Why they couldn't exceed like last time? Because look at the running game Philly had. It was a different running game. It wasn't a giant blunt and Clement. It was a whole different backfield. But he still had Nelson Aguilar. He still had Alshon Jeffrey. And he still had Zach Ertz. And you add Goder and Matthews. And that's what we was doing. Good coaching. That's what happens. Foles is a good quarterback. Whether this this offensive coordinator caters to Nick Foles, Nick Foles has to work harder to get his yards, we will see what happens. Because before then, everybody was doubting Foles. Do we remember this? Carson Wentz went out, all the Eagles are gone. Now, the Eagles are better with Foles. The Eagles are better with Foles. How? Because he all of a sudden he won the Super Bowl and y'all didn't believe in him before. Carson, now the thing is, Carson Wentz hasn't been in the playoffs. And I told the one guy, well, Jared Goff went there and lost. So everything you need him to prove to you, he failed. So for, it's, an equal, it's, an equal, it's an equal thing here. Goff got to the Super Bowl, but he lost. Carson Wentz has never been in the playoffs. So I'm not trusting anybody who can't. You, know, you, can, you want a guy that can get you to the Super Bowl. Let's, let's go on that side. He can get me to the Super Bowl. Well, he never won it. So what, I don't want a guy to get me there. I don't want Jim Kelly. I want a guy who's going to win. I want a guy who's going to win. So you, it's easily that you're going to go in there and we're going to lose. Okay, that's what you want. You, you want that. Because I had McNabb for years. So I know what it's like, except for the Carolina game where he got hurt. And I know what it's like to be in those predicaments or the Arizona game where we could have went and played Pittsburgh. And I don't feel like that was him. I think that was the, I think that was the, all the defense. I don't really have a, a 
clear-cut understanding of that. Golf never looked like Wentz. So I, I don't care where you're going in the Super Bowl. You don't look better than that quarterback. You can't judge a guy what he's not been on stage to do, but you can judge him what he's been in the regular season because it takes the regular season to get to the postseason. No matter how different the game is, you have to go through the different game to get to the postseason game. So what makes people think that it's not even mathematically making sense. How can Foles make it to the Super Bowl when he never played the season, but Carson Wentz can't make it in the playoffs? But he led him through the whole season. Magical, NFL MVP. We're not just talking about a good season. He was the best player that year. He was NFL football that year. And the magical part about it was Nick Foles. Actually, he didn't just win. Nick Foles had an unbelievable playoffs. You went from Atlanta Falcons, right? Good game. Defensive. That was a defensive game there. But then you go to Minnesota and New England, he just was magical. So, McCown, Sutterfield, I give it an A and a win. Now, the running backs, man, I think we're not even looking at this. We're not looking at the actual fact that running backs exist to be a weapon. Jordan Howard, see, that's what I say, man. Life, I just talked to my nephew. I'm like, yo, life is a numbers game, man. You got to figure out which numbers work for you. If it's, you know, sometimes it's what time you get up. Time you going to work. Time you get paid. Life is a numbers game. How many steps do I have to run and jog to exercise? How many miles do I have to get to work? And you look at sports, it's no exception. And Jordan Howard is clearly the last three years one of the top five running backs in the National Football League. And it's because he was with the Bears and they just resurged and he's not included in the plans and you just forget all about him. Oh, he they just traded him. Jordan Howard been a beast since Indiana, man. Ask his quarterback. He's right there on the football team. He was a beast in college too. Nate Sutfield. Big Ten football, baby. And he has been no short of phenomenal since he's been there, man. Okay, of course, no, he's not Zeke or Ty Gurley. No. Well, he's not Zeke. And Ty Gurley has a special trait when he's in his elite best. So, yes, okay, they're better. No question, different running backs. But we're talking about good running backs and great running backs, right? Okay, we feel like Zeke's going to be a great running back. We feel like Gurley. How come we don't feel like Howard going to be great? No matter how on a There are a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame. All of them aren't the same. Barry Sanders and Curtis Martin are two different running backs. I'm just trying to tell you. Seriously, man. Brian Dawkins, Ronnie Lott. Two different? That's a different level. They're the same level to me. You talk about safeties all you want. Throw it in a nutshell. Steve Atwater. I feel like he's a, that, a Hall of Fame type of player. But him and Ronnie Lott and Dawkins, Ronnie Lott and Dawkins and Ed Reed on a whole nother plate from that. 
Those are two different plays. Charles Woodson, Brian Dawkins, two different plays. I think Dawkins is on a whole nother plateau, but Woodson's a bad boy. We have to clarify things in the best way possible. And Howard's is just going to be a good back. I think when his career is done, he'll have more 1,000-yard years. He'll have a couple of Pro Bowls. He might have three Pro Bowls. But he'll be uh, uh, one of the best running backs the NFL has ever seen. Not as far as excitement. Not as far as Ty Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, but productive-wise. Productive-wise, yeah, I think he'll... Finish on one of the top 10, or no, I say top 15 running backs as far as rushing yards. We can mark this, man. I really think top 15 rushing yards. Multiple 1,000-yard seasons. I think whether he's with Philly or not. He's just such a productive running back. He's going to run. If you trust in him, he's going to run. Now, this year, with this new team and best off, this offensive line, he's never ever run with an offensive line like this. He's never ever been in the offense like this. He's going to be dangerous. If anybody remembers what LeGarrette Blunt and Najai did, this is the this is the better two. You get a better running back with Howard. Howard, the better catcher. Everybody talking about this and that. Howard's gonna he's gonna explode. He's gonna have game. He changes the game and he dominates. He is. Put it in writing. Everybody's not even believing the type of running back that Jordan Howard can be. This is Philly though. You put him in a better situation. He did that with Chicago. And man, I'm saying this, man. I told people he was a better running back in the whole draft. And they're going to see this year, man. I mean, you see Josh Jacobs. I'm pretty sure he's going to do some things. But he's not Miles Sanders. He never even had to carry the load Miles Sanders carried. And that's what I keep on trying to tell people. I know Jacobs. But he, Jacobs wasn't even a starting running back. I know Alabama is this and that. But Jacobs wasn't a five-star. Jacobs out of high school was not a five-star. And that Alabama offense, his, his talents came out, and he's good. Alabama doesn't know how to look at talent, not just because they're five stars. They know how to develop talent. They know how to do all that. And that was one of the guys they did. But Miles Sanders was not only a five star. He was the best running back in his class. He was a top 20 player in the whole country. And he proved it once he got on. He, the only reason you didn't see him earlier because he played behind Saquon Barkley. Who was that guy? Oh, God, who was he? I wonder if he's in the NFL. What did he do his rookie season? Two Pennsylvania studs. Two Pennsylvania studs. All right, so in all actuality, Miles Sanders, everybody should be scared. This guy can do it, period. And in development of Penn State, he turned to a better receiver, a tougher runner, conditioned, disciplined, stayed to speed, ran a good 40. And he's been look. I mean, every time you hear about him, he impresses from from pre-drafts to training camp. What else did you need to hear? I, and I've told you about Barkley. I'm telling you about Sanders. He could have a thousand. Philadelphia, for the first time in NFL history of their franchise, can have 2,000-yard rushes. I think if they don't have 2,000 yards, they're going to have a, a 1,200 and a 900. They're both going to get this is a running back by committee. Corey Clement is not going to warrant like a whole bunch of carries like that, but he's going to be he's going to I think he'll average like four point three, four point five yards a carry in between those. I think Clement is healthy. They're talking about him, and he came in his first year. 
they, the same hype that was that was working with him the so the Super Bowl year when he made the team is working with him now. And guess what we got? We got three Big Ten running backs. Anybody? I just want to throw that in there. Three Big Ten running backs. Corey Clement played for Wisconsin. I remember seeing him play. I said, whoa, he's tough. That's all I said. He's tough. He He's an NFL back. He's a tough runner. Like, he's going to get his yards. He became a receiver in, in, in NFL. He wasn't a receiver in Wisconsin. He had that. I ain't see him catch nothing out the backfield. I didn't see him catch a pass. I remember him running against Penn State, and it took so much that defense to bring this tough guy down. Miles Sanders. Jordan Howard. All Big Ten backs. And these are some elite boys. Not to mention that you got a five-star back there. I mean, it's just a very good combination for success. Then you add a vet who has been Philadelphia great and has been so, so productive. And look what he's done. All purpose. I mean, Darren Sproles, I'm interested to see how they implicate him in the offense. But that's dangerous. You can say what you want about Darren Sproles and his age, but he can still catch the ball and hurt you. He still got speed. All it depends now when guys get that old is how much can they take before they get hurt. It's not if they get the ball, can they make something happen. It's just what it takes for them before they get hurt. So when he's out there, he's dangerous. He can rush over you. He's a 4.1 yard per carry, uh, a, a big play waiting to happen. Like, Sproles will be returning kicks. I mean, ain't that something to have three running backs ahead of a guy like Darren Sproles? No more. Now, Sproles won't have the pressure. I don't think Sproles gets hurt. Uh, not this year. I mean, it's different when you're returning kicks from when you're coming from the line of scrimmage and running, and then you got to catch two. That puts a lot of wear and tear on you. This time, I just think it's going to be totally different. He's a Philadelphia great now. When guys like that come back to an organization, he wants to get to the Super Bowl. I think this team does it. I just think this is a a, a, a plus, a potential to be an A plus, but B plus team only because we're waiting to see what Miles Sanders does. And that, that's it. Because the benefit of the doubt that Mount Sanders is a rookie is all this gets, why this gets a B plus. This this is a very dangerous squad. I mean, what's up, Corey Clement caught 100 yards receiving in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. We always, I always go back to that. He answered the call. He had plenty of big games as a third running back next to uh, Garrett Blunt and Jay Ajayi, man. Like, he's really a guy that could be a four-down back if somebody gives him the – I mean, we talk about all these guys. Tevin Coleman, that's a Tevin Coleman. I mean, he's a good running back, but he's like having Corey Clement. I just don't think getting Tevin Coleman would have been just as, like, in any different than having, you know, Jordan Howard. It's just that he's a more of a power guy. At wide receiver um, – You go and you look at Alshon and him being healthy, just like Carson being healthy and Corey Clement being healthy. It's just unbelievable. Like, to have Alshon there is that that every, every offense wants a big receiver. Every offense wants a big receiver, clearly. So, when you look at that notion... And you look at what Alshon provided for the Super Bowl Eagles. I mean, since he, I mean, you, 
underplay what happened last season or what you expected from Alshon. We won a Super Bowl once he came, and he predicted it. So I don't understand what nobody's really saying. We won a Super Bowl. He was a key factor, a very key factor. I mean, people come to Alshon. He has good hands. He's a big guy. He's a red zone target. He's going to bring people to him on the field anytime. Anytime you know Alshon Jeffrey is on the field, you want to cover him. Double cover. Make sure he's uh, looked at big time. And then when you got certain guys, because coaches respect Alshon Jeffrey. Now you're going to have Deshaun Jackson, and that is dangerous just in itself. You got the perfect big guy, and you got the perfect speed off the top receiver. The perfect guy to take the top. They've really been looking for him since Torrey Smith and Mike Wallace and can Matthews do it? No, it's it's Deshaun Jackson's as good as it gets. And then you're looking for a perfect slot. And I swear, Nelson Aguilar is the best to me in football at slot. Ever since the Super Bowl year, last year, like he proves that every there isn't too many guys as dangerous as Nelson Aguilar at the slot. He's he's explosive, he's exciting. He he's he I mean that that one, two, three is the best in football to me. I mean, I'm looking at receivers, I'm looking at uh, uh, Kansas City. I'm looking at the Rams. I'm looking at guys, but I don't. See, I'm looking at whoever else is whoever's else. I don't know, but that one, two, three is the best in football, man. There's, there's no better way. It, 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 they got everything you need in the one, two, three that can dominate a game. That I think that itself makes this offense dangerous because those three itself can dominate a game. You you got to get three people to have them occupy at all times. So. It's not going to be all three of them being off. One of them is going to be on, just one of them itself. Two of them is going to be on every game. It's not going to be a, a, a one. It's going to be two of them is going to be on every game. So then you come with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and what he's provided just coming into camp. If he can provide a red zone target and some hands, that gives Wentz something dangerous because we haven't had a real dangerous fourth, not like this guy, because he's the future. 6-2, um, Jump balls, he's the best in, in college football he was. Now you got him with Philly, and his, his idol is Alshon Jeffrey. He has a good teacher and a big receiver. It's crazy. Then you got Mac Hollins at 6'4". You say, who is this guy? He's been hurt. Well, when he wasn't hurt, this guy was dangerous, both in special teams and as a, as a receiver, where he caught over 14 yards per catch. 6'4". Another big guy. So you keep those five receivers and you have five real – say what you want about injuries. No, you throw Mac the ball, you better get to him. That's five – this is the first time Phillies have five productive – J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, I will give you the, the minus sign a little bit. I'm going to say, hey, how, how do you not say these receivers are A with the first three? I'm just going with the first three. You can give the, uh, okay, Judge Arcega Whiteside, give him a C because he's a rookie. You know, Miles Sanders got a C plus. I give him a C because he's a rookie because he wasn't the first first round type of talent, but was he? Was he a first round type of talent? I think he was. I think he's a guy that completely looked, looked over. But I give him a C, you know, just just looking at this how this how good Sanders really is in the level I, I I consider Sanders to be. But Arcega's almost there. So you look at him, and then you got Mac. Mac uh, as as a receiver, I'm not going. I just don't give ratings on if a guy gets hurt unless he's hurt before the season. 
But talent-wise, he's a B. The man can catch the ball. He, he, before he came in and got drafted, everybody knew what type of talent this guy was, and he proved it during the season. He was a, When he got thrown the ball, he was a weapon. So to to put those three guys who I give an A, Alshon, Jeffrey, uh, Aguilar, and Jackson, then I give the C's to C, and I, I might give a C-plus to Mac. Let's do that. C-plus. Let's do that. And then we can make it an A. It's still an A to me. Still an A, man. I just feel like Matt could even be a B. He's just a productive, he can be a productive guy. He just has to stay on the field. But as a weapon, as a t- yes, that depth is nice for the first time. For the one through five can hurt you. They throw to any of them. You got to get your hand on them. Um, tight end. If Philly's had double tight ends before, but not like this. Not with the hype this gets. Dallas Golder has gotten so many rave reviews and how his hands are he, and from practice. And you see what he's done in practice is crazy. What he's done in practice is absolutely bananas. And then you got Zach Ertz who just caught 100-plus catches. I mean, this could be the best. And to me, it's the best tight end because, I mean, I haven't heard of anybody yet. And to see the best tight end last year in football match up with another guy who is – just been great. It's, it's going to be hard to stop this receiving core. Each time you're going to see guys who can make plays. And who's back there? Man wins who can put their ball right in the right spot. Who better than a guy that could put the ball where you didn't even think it would go? It's going to be dangerous. Um, the, If we go to the offensive line, before I got the first segment, second segment we're going to get on defense. Um. The offensive line is, is just the best in football simply because they've been doing this. Since, they've been the best since the Super Bowl. And when these guys are healthy, they're the best. Jason Peters and Lane Johnson are the best tackle tandem in football, period. Brooks is arguably the best guard in football um, next to a guy who I think he can – well, he can play all five positions. And he earned his keep and got a contract. That should tell you a lot. And, you know, that's a good five, man. It's a real good five. Jason Kelsey's the best center in football. I mean, it's a good five. It's a very good five. And then you in the back, Herbig. I mean, he's the he's the he's the uh, guy. You're like, whoa! Now people said he was good coming in when it was undrafted rookies. We got a good undrafted rookie class on the Eagles, but we didn't know he was gonna be like that. Herbig is good. All right. Um. To, to make it over Wazinski and the most, you know, that Wazinski could have been just been there based off experience, but the guy played so good made Wazinski a, a liability. Now you got Jordan Mulata, who made it. Then, you know, his production was good. His development was good. You got Matt Breyer, another guy that could play center or guard. Uh, Mulata could play tackle, no doubt, with either, either position. Um, Big V now can play tackle or guard. And I think that was another reason why Wazinski was able to leave also, too. And then you bring in Andre Dillard. So you got Herbig. You got Pryor. You got Dillard. You got Mulata. You got Big V. You got a five right there. And it's possible Dillard could be used as a swing tackle. You know, it's crazy. 
it's, it's really test to, to the depth. It's, it's, it's depth on there. And if you think it's no depth, Big V was, a, was, was the guy that, that took over for Peters. That's, you look at this guy, then you're talking about um, the Malata, the Pryor, but it's Big V and Dillard are the guy. Dillard was a first-round draft pick, best tackle in the draft. And then you got Big V, who was the tackle, who, who was um, beasting people like Everson Griffin in the playoffs. So those are the two guys you look to be like, oh, okay, that, that should give you some confidence in just how good the Eagles are at putting people on the roster. All right, man, listen, I'm going to make a move. And we're going to start the this, this second segment. I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk Eagle football on the defense, man. Breaking down this uh, 53-man roster is real big, man. So I'll be back. Shout out, man. Follow the leader. Be back. Second segment. Yo, we back on Philadelphia Eagles Radio on the Follow You Sports Podcast. Of course, it's time for the season. Going against the Merlin boys. That's what they are. You know, they right around the corner from my mom, Washington Redskins. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about um we're gonna talk about this roster and why I feel like it's the Super Bowl roster. It's part two. I'm back and looking at things and you know where it's at. I really feel like, you know, looking at how the Eagles shaped up the defense, it was just crazy. At the end, the end it was, you know, you just didn't really know, you knew a couple of positions that were going to be strong. But some positions got stronger than you think. One in particular was defensive line. And first, we're going to go with Jake Elliott and uh, Cameron Johnson being good picks. You know, Johnson obviously has a, is a very good punter. The best the Eagles I've seen have. You know, Donnie Jones was good. But Johnson might be even better. We'll see. He seems like a real dead-eyes punter. Uh, Jake Elliott just has to get better. I mean, I just feel like he's decent right now. And, you know, he'll have his up-and-down moments. You know, he's one of them type of players. Uh, returning, Darren Sproles is always dangerous. And I don't know who's going to kick return. I'm looking at Corey Clement probably be that guy. I don't see why it would change. I think those two guys, to see – Tells you another thing about the running backs to see that Corey Clement and Darren Sproles can be dependent on to do other things. It just it's just good running backs, man. It's just real blessing to have guys like that. And Sproles is gonna be dangerous. He's gonna be dangerous, man. He, he's always. I think he'll get about two returns for touchdowns. I, I predict it. If he start he's starting the season with the team, he don't have to run the ball. Let him return punts. Uh, Corey Clement, if he's healthy, like they say. I mean, he always was good at returning the kicks, always. So, it's going to be something to see these two guys. I, I, well, I would have to give this special teams unit would probably be like a B-plus because of Jake Elliott. You got to see how consistent he becomes. I mean, this team, top to bottom, almost is as close to perfect as you're going to get. And that's why you're looking at these grades. And I gave an offensive line, what would I give them? I don't know if you saw one. I don't know if I saw it. I put the grades down. It's an A for receivers. Uh, it's an A for tight ends. Um, and it's an A for offensive line. I mean, it's, it's basically an A offense. Basically, in the end. And defense, um, defensive line is just stacked. And it's, it's really a surprise because I knew they were going to get some people. Not as much as they're gonna, they got. And also, I didn't think Deshaun Hall was going to be so good. 
I mean, a guy can dominate. Well, you know, preseason, I mean, I know it's different, but you bring a guy with that type of talent on the team, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm really anxious to see what he does. I, I ain't going to lie, I'm anxious to see what Miller, Sweat, and Hall do. They're all young. Miller's a dog since PSU. Um, straight out of Philly, you know, from Frankfurt, gets his chance. But he always proved his worth at Penn State, even when he wasn't the highest-ranked guy. Sharif came right in and always proves it, and he did it again. The preseason, he looks like a stud. I mean, you keep a guy with that type of talent on your team. Then you got Josh Sweat. He proved it. The development of Philly, I mean, he out of all these guys, he was the top five recruit. You're talking about the Miles Sanders of the offense, of the defense per se. Miles Sanders-ish because, you know, Miles Sanders did have like a 1,000-yard. He had a phenomenal college season. Sweat showed great. He showed good. He showed great potential and great ceiling. But he wasn't a top. He wasn't a second round or third round grade. He could have been. He had some injuries. He had some injuries. And, and and that's 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 rightfully should be said. Sweat has some injuries. Now they're all back, and those three guys are dogs. Just to have those guys as depth, and they're young. It's it's not it's nothing better than having young depth. But the crazy part is, Vinnie Curry comes in, Derrick Barnett comes in. And what better if you don't have a backup to your to 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 Brandon Graham than three hungry rookies, talented rookies. They have to prove themselves. I think they're all going to eat. I think they'll all get sacks during the year. I think multiple as far as like two or three. I think uh, Sweat can get two. Miller can get two. I think Hall might be the best, man. I will see what happens. Hall has just been more hungry. I can see four from him. I can see between that group, they're getting like eight sacks between those three rookies. Benny Curry, the way he's looking, he's always been a set. He's had eight, nine sacks in the season before. You put him next to Graham, if that really happens to be what it is, then wow. And then you still got Derek Barnett. Let's not forget. I mean, let's not forget this dude. If you're going to talk about everybody else, we got to talk about this dude doing Reggie White things in Tennessee, coming in the league doing good. I mean,. That's just a real good defensive end rotation. I think this is so dangerous to have like six. On one side, you can have Vinnie Curry, Barnett, and Hall. On the other side, you can have Sharif Miller, Josh Sweat, and Brandon Graham. It's just phenomenal. Ridgeway did so much that they didn't even want to bring in another tackle besides, you know, you got Jernigan already. They didn't look nowhere else. Ridgeway's been doing great. And then you got Malik Jackson and Cox. That is an unbelievable 14, what's that? That's 10 defensive linemen. The rotation is going to blow offensive linemen's heads off, like to deal with these hungry animals because every time one of the young guys come in, they're trying to overdo the vets. I mean, it's going to be something. Ridgeway's so glad to be with a winner at that. You're not just with a team. You're with a winner. You're with the Super Bowl. They're one of the hot teams in the league. They're two years removed from a Super Bowl. It's still elite. Front office, still elite. Coach is still elite. Now this defensive line is 10 deep. 
I just really like you. There's times you're going to probably be able to move Hall and Miller in the inside or Sweat. I mean, that's another thing. I, I just think they got so much, so much. That, that is a very favorite position now of mine to see how many they kept because I was thinking about Deshaun Hall and all that he was doing and what they're going to do. I was thinking about Sharif Miller, where they're going to keep that, where they're going to keep Javon Hester, where they're going to keep Hector on the roster over guys like Miller or Hall, and they didn't. They went for the guys that went goddamn. No matter where you was at. Linebacker, and I'm a great at it's an A. I'm sorry, it's an A, whatever. Anytime you got ten guys that hungry, I mean, you can you can rank them for you you can you can count off the little guy, the little youngins all you want. I'm not I add them all. They all got a C grade. And you know, you, you add that with having a Fletcher Cox, an A plus. You add that with having uh, Malik Jackson, who's a, a you're gonna give him I give him a B plus right now. We're gonna see what he do, but he can be an A. Uh, you, Brandon Graham's an A. Get out of here. Talk about whatever. Get out of here. Um, you look at Vinny Curry, you're going to give him a B. You look at uh, Derek Barnett, you're going to give him a B plus. All right? You look at Jim Jernigan, you're rating guys like Jernigan, you give him a B. You give Ridgeway a B. Uh, you give Ridgeway a C plus. I feel like if you look at their whole unit and you only got one A plus, but you got all these B guys, Reason why I, I mean that unit, I'm gonna have to give them all uh, all around grade as an A because of the depth. The depth is an A. All those guys can ball. You get if you have ten linemen, you can rotate at a game time and sit people down. This is going to be a problem in the NFL. People are going to get murdered by this defensive line. Period. Point blank. These guys are dogs. Now at linebacker, I give them a C plus. That's because, you know, Nigel Bradham is a beast. He's a warrior. He's a vet. He's a Super Bowl champion. He is the elder statesman of this, and he's held it down good. Uh, Jim Schwartz went and got him. He is since. He got him a long-term contract. He's on his defense, a leader on his defense, a, a, a guy they don't even talk about as much. Zach Brown is a stud. Let's get that out of mind. Him being here adds a lot. L.J. Fort. He played with Pittsburgh, stud. Uh, there's two things I'm saying. He played with Pittsburgh and the studs. Pittsburgh develops as a good coaching staff, good organization, good players. And if he was a key player that Pittsburgh wanted to keep and liked and wanted and put him in the starting lineup, and it was times that he had to be in the starting lineup but produce, guess what? That's great. And that's what that is big for Philly. He's been good in training camp. He can cover. He can tackle. That adds three monsters to the to defensive line. Ford is hungry to prove itself. I give him a C grade, C plus grade as a player because I got to see him play in his scheme and more snaps, and he's going to get more opportunity. Zach Brown, I give him a B plus, no doubt. He was a stud. Um, you give Nigel Bradham a B, um, or B plus. You give him a B plus, no doubt. I mean, Bradham has just done so much. He didn't do as good as he did the year before, but the guy's a stud, and there's no doubt he's going to be a key contributor. And he, I, I, I say he have a better season than last year. T.J. Edwards, I didn't even think he was going to make it. I thought it was going to be a practice squad, but he was obviously too good not to have him on there. And you got to watch out to see where he ends up in years with Philadelphia. He could be starting. I mean, he's a, I mean Nathan Jerry has proven, you know, he had some some slips, supposedly, in preseason. But he's proven he can play both linebackers, inside or outside. He can play both parts of the linebacker. He proved it. He's proved it. He's gained the weight. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten smarter. KGH, when he comes back, he's going to be a monster. And his special teams age. 
So that gives you three guys who can all contribute. DJ Edwards is the only question mark that you give a a C because of what he's done in training camp and what he's offered coming out of college. You give him that. I think he's a guy that could have been drafted from the first uh, or from two to four. It's no question. So in my opinion, you look at what he's done and the type of player he is. Philly got a gym. LJ Ford's a gym. These guys and these guys play special teams. We're gonna talk about special teams soon in a minute. But if I, I get this linebacking grade a C plus, we just gotta see more from LJ Ford. We gotta see Nigel Bradham get that where I say he's gonna get there. Um, but we gotta see LJ Ford. Really, LJ Ford is gonna determine just how good this linebacking core is. They signed him uh, first before he even got a Zach Brown. KGH got hurt. It was time to get something else. KGH is going to start. KGH is a beast, a very underrated beast. Um, I think by the end of the year, this linebacking core could be a B on a dot. Um, but right now, C+. Plus. Cornerbacks, A. As a unit, the depth. Ronald Darby, Mills is hurt for right now. I expect him to be back during the season. When he comes back, I expect him to be an asset. I expect him to be a leader and change the defense. Because when he's out there, people love the Green Goblin. He does his thing, but he's hurt right now. So sitting back, they got depth. Ronald Darby and Sidney Jones will be, and that's going to be exciting. Sidney Jones, to see him get that cornerback slot, prove to you what he's done, what type of player he is. From now on, he's a Pro Bowl watch. He's a Pro Bowl watch. I'm going to say it right now. Out this whole team, the Pro Bowl watch is Sidney Jones, the, the young Pro Bowl watch. He's out there now. It's time. He is a top. T- Listen, he's not leaving that spot. Somebody's not going to be there next year. Sidney Jones is going to keep that spot. Avante Maddox is your nickel guy. It's totally elite. I mean, and I didn't think it was going to. I didn't see this coming from Avante Maddox to be this good. So those three guys are dangerous. Now, I, I, Jones will leave when Mills comes back. I think that happens. But next year it's going to be different. I just think that Mills could be gone or Mills could be there with Jones. Because Darby has a one-year deal. Will Philadelphia give him a deal to make him more money? Or will somebody else pay him more money? I think somebody else will pay Darby more money. He'll be healthy. He'll do his thing. And that's it. If he's healthy all year, somebody's going to give him some big money. If he proves just how good, because Darby's one of the best top, I think he's a top 10 corner in this league. He just doesn't stay healthy enough for people to give their evaluation on a consistent basis. After that Super Bowl year, Darby, when you put him on your best receiver, that best receiver's having hell the whole game trying to get open. So, Rasul Douglas, he's a, he's a starting corner, man. It's, it is what it is. Say what you want. Russell Douglas can start for any team in the NFL right now. He's just caught in a numbers game in Philly, and they want to use him. They're going to use him. It's just what it is. Um, Cravon LeBlanc is part of the team. Get the strap was not going to leave. I mean, these guys play elite football. They play good. I mean, you can't ask for better depth than that. Skandrick had to go to let in Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford, um, special teams ace. 
Safeties is an A, is an a, a B plus to an A. I, I, I really held back because I was like, is this team that good? But I said B plus because we'll just see. But really, look. Look, man, I'm going to have to say A. I'm going to have to go on it. My intuition says that. Listen, Jenkins and McLeod are one of the top five best safety teams in football. Top three. Top three. Jenkins and McLeod is something. When we got McLeod, it was like that. It's still like that because McLeod's healthy. McLeod stays healthy. We're talking different. Jenkins and, and McLeod were just as good to their Super Bowl as anybody was. On that defense, I mean, they were just, they were standouts. They were a top three safety tandem. Could be the best. Could be the, when they're healthy, they're the best safety tandem in football. When they are healthy, they are the best safety tandem in football. That's why I'm like kind of. That's why I had to say A because they are the best safety tandem in football when they're healthy. Try to give them a little lean off, but these guys are very serious. Then you talking about the reason why the A comes in because Sendejo and Seaprint. Listen, Sendejo is not no slouch. Talking about a good safety. He's a good safety. He can start for anybody in the NFL and be a key factor. Then you look at Seaprin. Jonathan Seaprin, listen, he used to start. He was just hurt last year. Now he's back. He came to camp. He's been a standout. Do you know you have four starting safeties now? Just look at this team. Vets and young studs and Ex-Super Bowl winners at that, because this, this, this is two years from the Super Bowl. You have current Super Bowl winners. You can't say you have people with rings on the team no more. Now it's just where the vets at. Now, uh, uh, special teams, I give a B. Like I say, overall, we'll talk about the coverage. I mean, you got guys on this special teams like um, KGH is hurt right now, but you still got Nathan Jerry. T.J. Edwards, all those guys will be good there. Um, Avante Maddox, Rasul Douglas, all good special teams guys. Karan Le- well, he's going to be hurt right now. So that's two guys hurt. But Rudy Ford comes in. Mac Hollins comes in. I'm pretty sure Miller, Sweat. Well, I say Sweat, more, more Sweat. And um, Hall on special teams or anybody, you know, Miller, they all going to be dogs. Those are the guys that are going to come behind and be dogs for them. Uh, Ridgeway, Jernigan, they're all going to be dogs uh, on, on the line part for the special teams. But really and seriously, you're looking at guys like Jerry, LJ Ford. Um, Edwards, Maddox, Sendejo, Seaprin, Ford, with Mac Hollins, and you know I, I'm, I'm there's the guys I'm naming big right now. Corey Clements also good on covering people on special teams. Like these guys can tackle. But the key guys, like I always say, when KGH gets back and Cravon LeBlanc gets back, that just puts it all the way up. You bring Rudy Ford, you bring Sendejo, you bring Seaprin. The key names, I'm going to have to go Sendejo, Ford. Let's just talk about the guys that are good and the guys that are more than good. Jerry, 
is still here. And Mac Hollins is still here. Still healthy. Ford is still here. Those are three key guys enough. And LJ Ford. We're talking about key special teams guys. They do this. This is what they do. Avante Maddox has become one. And Mac Hollins. That's like what are you gonna do? Like Mac Hollins, LJ Ford, and Rudy Ford are specializing in that. To have three guys that specialize in being great special teamers is big. And then not to mention Nathan Jerry has been real like the coverage is big. But when KJH comes back and Kravon LeBlanc come back, that's gonna be big. Because they are perfect on special especially KJH. He is the the dog on special teams. So this team is just built for war, man. It's built for war. You know, uh, a lot of things happened last year. Jay Ajayi, we had no blunt once Jay Ajayi went down. Jay Ajayi was expected to get so many of the carries, so much, but got hurt. Very unfortunate thing. You know, things change. The guy was phenomenal for Philadelphia, man. Just injuries. I mean, it's so bad. So, such an unfortunate thing. But um, also, you look at just how good um, Philly was as a whole with weapons. Torrey Smith wasn't a slouch. Aguilar was still a beast. Just look at who's still there from their Super Bowl team. And you'll be surprised how good, like, yeah, like this team is going to be good. You add certain players. It's just a good team all around. So, I'm going to be out. This is the second segment, man, Philadelphia Eagle ready. I want to specifically break down this Philadelphia Eagle offense. I'm out, y'all. Uh, the season going to be great. Go against the Redskins. Dwayne Haskins versus Carson Wentz. See how that goes. All right, I'm out of here, y'all. Follow the leader. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Leader Johnson. I'm out, y'all.